Well, hey there, hi there, ho there, welcome to Generation Tech. I'm Todd Brinker, and I am joined by the other generation in Generation Tech, my dad, Jack. How are you today? I'm just great, Todd. Good to hear your voice. Yeah. We're, re right, we're recording on the Wednesday after 4th of July. Uh, we decided to uh, enjoy our long weekend and not record on Monday like we usually do. I say usually. We, we In the summers especially, we seem to move it around a little bit more. Yeah. You know? Yep. But so, uh, anyhow, we just had an interesting little experience, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. I've I've had a new, uh, or I I can't remember what was new or I, it was a gently used M1 computer because anyway, it had a good price and I bought yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I think you you bought it. I think it was new. You got the 13 inch yeah. MacBook Pro. Um, I don't know, a few months back, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. I know what it was a what do they call the Amazon Friday the 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 big uh, blowout sale yeah, Black Friday like, oh that's right so it was around the holidays that's perfect yeah, yeah so I guess it's been almost six months since you've got it right yeah, yeah you got so it, it was, on the Black Friday deal that's what it was so anyway uh, <clears throat> I don't know whether it was when I first turned it on and started playing around with it but I generally go into accessibility settings because I have hearing problems. And but anyway, I this, had this wasn't a hearing problem. You were deciding this, you wanted more contrast to make it easier to see. I, I guess so. Yeah. But anyway, I had two settings in my that I just repaired in the settings for yeah, so, accessibility. Yeah. So it's system settings, accessibility, <laughs> display is the menu that he was looking at. Yeah. And on that menu, uh, there are uh, there's a switch which I couldn't even see, so the, the the result of my problem was that on that display page there was only one. Uh, well, there, there's the column of text I could read that. There was one that said menu bar size and it is a default or large, and you have to have one or the other on. And because the large was on, and and I'm sure I did that because I, I'm old guy and can't read too well unless the text is larger. So I, I, I'm sure I was in here and set that one. Right. But in the process of that, uh, there is a switch that says, uh, uh, increase contrast. Yeah. Okay. That one I turned off for some reason. It's off by default. I think that's not what oh. you did at all. I think what you did is you took the display contrast slider at the bottom and uh, you moved it over to maximum thinking that it would make it so contrasty that you'd really be able to make things pop on the screen. What it right. did instead was basically increase the brightness to the point where you could see nothing. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I just turned off the increased contrast and now I've got this low level grayscale right. indication, but at least I can, can see the controls yeah know? yeah you can see things now you're i mean for instance there's a photo of uh, on one of the articles we were talking about that has uh, a pair of uh, a real close-up shot of airpods pro in their case and when the display contrast is set to maximum all you can see is the little black parts where uh the the speaker grills that go into the ear and the rest of the case and and airpods just disappear Right. Now, the display contrast is down below the menu bar setting that I mentioned earlier. Uh, and I don't know why it wasn't near the increased contrast setting because they're both dealing with contrast. But yeah. Anyway. The arrangement's uh, a little wonky in here. 
But yeah. uh, but by taking the display contrast back to normal, now the screen looks like where it normally does, and that is the default, by the way. And what's weird is is that it's not like there's uh, normal's not in the middle on a, on this slider. It normal yeah. is all the way at to the left it's it's zero and maximum takes it up to basically you can't see the screen so yeah. i'm surprised they even let you go that high it just seems like you know you should be able to take it up and like i'm already seeing things get blown out at like the second click so this that slider seems almost useless to me especially well, for something that's considered an accessibility thing let uh, me just let me describe what i just tried to do I have turned the increased contrast switch off up above. Right. Okay, so I have a, a low level contrast thing. Now I go down to the slider and I want to maybe increase the contrast a little bit on the slider. Well, I can't move the slider at all without ha uh, getting a, 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 the, uh, a little thing comes up and it says uh, increase display contrast on. Right. I have I have to go to that no, and turn no, that increase contrast on. No, you don't. You just well, slide the slider. I'm doing it myself. All that is is an indication that pops up on the screen that you're doing something. So, oh. so the and the increase contrast slider on, or, or the on off toggle as opposed to the display contrast slider basically puts a little black outline a lot around a lot of things that are normally very gray. And so it makes it easier to see those things that are normally really gray. And I like that. So I'm actually leaving that on. Um, yeah. When you turn the increased contrast toggle on, it also forces you to reduce transparency. And that means that like menu items that normally would be transparent and you can see the background slightly through them are now opaque uh -huh. and you can't, which then again makes it easier to see. Um, so, you know, they're using the word contrast uh, in two different places to mean two different things, really. Um, oh. You know, one of them kind of, like I said, adds a border. The toggle sort of adds a border around everything it to does. make it easier to see. And the uh, and then the slider really, to me, looks like it's a combination of contrast and brightness. It turns the brightness way up um, in addition to yeah. the contrast. Well, um, anyway, it's like just blows it now out works. Pictures. It now works like a normal computer. Whereas yeah. before I had the increased contrast switch off as well as having the slider over near the maximum. It wasn't that maximum, but it was close. Yeah. If it had gone to maximum, I wouldn't have seen anything. I don't think. Yeah. But Ironically. Yeah. I mean, at least on my computer with my display, anything over halfway blows everything out so much. You can't see, can't see it. So it's the, to me, that slider is useless. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure how you got it or how long you've had it in that mode, but that must have been frustrating to try to work on a computer where, where everything was so cranked up that you couldn't actually see it. You just saw white blobs. Well, well for purposes of our pod, pod, podcast, this is the only time I use this computer mm -hmm. because I'm, a, I'm an iPad type of guy. I mean, there's other things I might have used the computer for, but didn't because I knew I had this problem of being able to see pictures that look normal. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It, anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we resolved that for you and, and found a little bit about those settings. Yeah, when we started talking, I knew that you had done something with accessibility because I remember you talking about that um, uh, when you first got it. And it turns out what you had done was, you know, use the uh, increase the size on the menu. Um, you know, right. the menu text, but, uh, I'm sure those two things were adjacent. You probably just inadvertently clicked on that and cranked up the contrast and didn't realize it until 
after you'd like backed out of the menu and now you're like, well, everything looks weird. <laughs> well, it sure did. It yeah. made, the comp- made me angry that I bought a computer that had a fault in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, something I, wrong. It's a self-inflicted fault. I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, and you don't even have, <laughs> uh, this leads into one of our stories. You don't have an Apple store handy to take it into and say, hey, fix this either. We have to drive clear across the the greater Charlotte area to the south end of town to find an Apple store anymore. Yeah, but that's changing at the end or beginning of next year, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I was going with that is uh, Apple has announced that they are starting work on a new new store in your area. And and you said you drove by and you saw the, the front of the place basically hidden or covered up. So they yep. are um, putting a new facade on what used to be a uh, Pier 1 Imports building, right? Yes, yeah. They had these blue blue plastic tarp kind of things yeah. hanging over the front. Yeah, yeah. So so, so when, they, when they're done, they'll finally in, unveil it and show that it's probably got, you know, glass and cement front on it like every Apple store and uh, light wood tables and, you know. You know yep. what Apple stores look like, right? So, right. Uh, it said yeah. what nine uh, or nine hundred thousand square feet, and I was trying to figure out how long that. Yeah, that would no, be. no, that's not the same thing. That's that's the new North Carolina campus that they're building near Raleigh. That's the nine hundred thousand square feet, and that's going to be employing about three thousand software engineers and machine learning employees. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, that's a oh. separate article. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, which we can roll right into. Apple's doing a lot of stuff in North Carolina. Not only are they building out a new uh, Apple store near you, and for those who didn't remember from last time, too, they closed down the Apple store that was closest to you because it was in a mall that was just, I mean, it was further south from you and not particularly close to where you live, but the mall has had so many problems with violence at the mall that Apple basically told their employees, we can't in good conscience make you come to work here every day. We're going to shut this store down. And they said, in the meantime, everybody who works here can either work from home or take a shift down at the one on the south side of town so that you can remain employees. And when we open the new store, then we'll bring you back there. You know, yep. Now, whether that works for everybody or not, well, that's up to them, and they may or may not uh, still be there. But, uh, but yeah, so that's why they're, they're building this new store in, on the north side of Charlotte, because the other one uh, was, was just um, – and I've been to that mall, and I know that, that it has a reputation for, for you know, being dangerous. I went and saw uh, one of the more recent Star Wars movies was premiered while I was visiting you and I went down to watch it there uh, oh. in the evening. And, uh, you know, it was a bunch of rowdy well, Star Wars fans, but nothing bad happened. <laughs> well, the, the, the theater is just attached to the mall, but it's actually a separate building. That's true. Uh, so That's you, true. Go, you go into it from the outside directly without even going into the mall. Yeah. Although and, I would suspect that a lot of the, the uh, uh, poor behavior is happening in parking lots and stuff like that, not necessarily in the mall itself. Yeah. Right. But, uh, uh, but anyhow, um, you know, sad to see America's malls devolving into things like this, you know? I mean, yeah. you know, we've had several of them shut down around here. And those that remain are, are you know, they're working, but some of them well, don't look particularly healthy sometimes when you visit. Well, uh, another significant part of the problem, uh, and I heard of, and I know this only because I listened to a discussion regarding the sorry state of affairs in policing 
that the morale is so low and so many policemen uh, have quit their jobs. And initially they were taking jobs as, you know, for some private companies, uh, yeah. but, but not in some locations like malls. They refused to work there yeah. because the malls uh, apparently have a reputation for underpaying people and for no less risk. In fact, it's turned out to be more risk. Yeah, it's a high risk, low reward type of job, and you're going, hey, "Who wants that?" Right. Yeah. So, so anyway, uh, yeah, it, it's a problem that's not going to get fixed very soon until yeah. we get the current administration out of power for sure. Yeah. Well, um, because- I mean, there's there's, it's, it, there's a variety of levels to the problem, you know. I mean, it's like the police in a lot of places have quit going after people for stealing things out of stores because. They, you know, the person who's stealing is is back on the street before they finish the paperwork on having arrested them, uh, you know, yep. because the the judicial system's not holding them, or the or the jail system is overcrowded and can't hold them, um, you know, and so somehow, you know, we're sending a message to certain aspects of our society saying, you want something, just go take it. Nothing's going to happen to you. Well, you know? they're, they're they're some of them are flat politicians, by yeah. the way that are absolutely foremost in saying that, uh, you know, it's okay to take stuff if you need it. Yeah, if you need it, you know? right, sure. Yeah, if you need it, but they're not here in the last part. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, well, and, and who decides if you need it, <laughs> you know? That, well, that's the wrong way, because yeah. what they should be doing is sending them to churches or or if not churches, places that are designated as... Yeah, yeah, uh, there are plenty of, of charitable yeah. places that will help you find, you know, shelter, clothing, food, um, you know, if you... if you Because certainly, you know, there are people who are in need, and, you know, yeah. but we shouldn't encourage them to become criminals because they're in need. You know, those two things do not have to be synonymous and should not now, be. Now, now, now these, these kind of places don't give away television sets, though. They give food yeah, and they give yeah. things that people or, really need, you know? Or, you know, $300 sneakers. Um, yeah, something like that, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and that goes back to what is need, you know? A lot of these people that are, are you know, the, the criminals breaking in or stealing stuff, they're reselling it. They're not... Yeah, they don't have yeah. it because they're, they're not taking it because they need it or they're hungry. I mean, there are people doing that too, but that, that, you know, that's that's it's a multifaceted problem with lots of complexities. You know, there's not just a simple "we need yeah. to do this" and you know, flip a switch and it's all going to be perfect. We need to, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that need to be worked on. Uh, I yep. think you know, there could it could be argued that that societally we're having some some a moral crisis and a lot of people would put that back to you know the the failure of people to to turn up in churches and have some moral compass based on on faith you know and then there are others saying well but you can have a moral compass and not get it from a church I said, yeah you can you know but yep. are you <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know you can do a lot of things Anyway, yeah. we should probably get back to some tech stuff rather than yeah. than uh, solving the world's ills. I mean, you know, the world Let's won't see. say world won't say thank you when we tell them all what to do. That's, that's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, one of the really things that got my attention is the one that says save your uh, my photo stream images before Apple shuts it down. Now, I didn't fully understand the article and what they're talking about, but I do have uh, me.com, which was an old thing, and I don't know if this article is referring to that or not. Uh, 
but it sounds like I better get everything I've got online backed up, and I'm far from it. Uh, so say that again. What the meat? The, the article says save your my photo stream images. Now right. they don't tell you what how to identify my photo stream images are. Do you know what that means? So my photo stream was a service that Apple used prior to the the uh, evolution of iCloud photos. So virtually everything that you're going to be using should be in iCloud photos at some point. If you switch to iCloud Photos, everything was migrated over there. So you shouldn't have anything in my photo stream. But some people chose to never um, uh, join uh, iPhotos, iCloud Photos. And so I don't know were... that I don't know that I did or didn't. I don't even recognize the name. So um, yeah. So how do you know if you're using my photo stream versus? iCloud Photos. Well, here's one way to know. Um, let's see. Any photos uploaded that remain in iCloud for 30 days? The day was uh, There will be no photos remaining in iCloud. The service will be shut down. Yeah, they're warning everybody, and but they're not really clear about what that difference is. Yeah. Okay, so here it is. Um, how to save photos currently in my photo stream. If your photos are in my photo stream and, and aren't already in your library, you can save them uh, to your device. Open photos, tap albums, tap my photo stream, select. Tap the oh. photos that you want to save and then tap the share button. Now, that means that you have to have my photos, you know, my photo stream as one of your albums. And so if you look in iCloud Photos and do not have a, an album called My Photo Stream, then you don't have anything in My Photo Stream and you don't have to worry about it. I got you. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Look at My Photo Stream Select. Well, why don't I just do that right now on here? I can go look at my albums. Uh, the Photos app is up and I'll select where's a library. And uh, all photos, let's see, that doesn't do it. Uh, yeah, I looked through mine, and I've got a whole bunch of albums, and I do not have any called my photo stream. So I don't think uh, I, I think when, when iCloud Photos came along, I moved everything over there, because that was an option. And I just migrated all my photos into uh, iCloud Photo. Oh, I see. I, I, I went down to the way down to the bottom under albums here, and now I have to see if I've got anything named that. Right. Uh, it would. It, is this alphabetical? Mine, uh, I got mine is not, and I don't know of a way to filter the the list. I have fifty six albums. It says four fold folders. I don't know. Uh, so, four, what's the difference between an album and a folder? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, if you click on albums. I got, I, I've got four folders that don't have any. I've got some of them with no pictures in it. I don't know why that is. I got several of them with no pictures in them. Somewhere along the way, I think I lost pictures already. Already, these early. This is amongst the stuff here at the bottom, which was the earliest stuff I had. Yeah. And I believe that these folders used to be on my uh, me, me.com 
which was the what they called it before it became iPhoto. And so whatever was in these me.com uh, was before iCloud, not iPhoto, but yeah. Okay, before iCloud. Right. And and I'm going to look into one of these with no pictures in it right now. Yeah. It says Jack Brinker modified no items. So yeah, see, yeah. I've got I've got several that don't have any items too, and and I think those are ones that I made inadvertently mm-hmm. and never actually put any photos into. I don't think there are any that I. Or sometimes there's a, a an album like if you use a second uh, party application for to take a photo or shoot a video, it'll create mm-hmm. an album to dump its photos into. Yeah, and I think that has happened as well. And so and and so there's nothing in some of those. Or like I've got one I used an app called Obscura, and I've got one photo in it. I downloaded the app, took a picture, and played with it, and that was the extent of it. So uh, my photo stream is. Uh, yeah, going away. I guess they said that, uh, what is it? Uh, it was unve- unveiled in June of 2011, and iOS 5 is where it was introduced, and it's been lingering around since then, and it allowed uh, you to share your most recent 1,000 photos on iCloud servers for uh, 30 days free of charge. And now they're just saying, no, it's part of your iCloud subscription and, and be, be iCloud. Right. Yeah. So I, I uh, anyway, we told him how to find it. So yeah, and I looked through mine, and I don't have a, a my photo stream folder anywhere in my uh, iCloud account. So I, like I said, I'm pretty sure when they introduced iCloud Photos, there was an option to migrate, and if you clicked on that, it took all of your photos from the My Photo Stream app and moved them into iCloud Photos, and then. You didn't have to, you know, the, there was nothing there. And I think I took that option. And so, um, you know, because I'm sure I was using it before when they when that was the only option. But, uh, yeah, anyhow. I, I, I don't know when it came in the transition because all I remembered is what I had, I had early on was me.com. And that was before iCloud. And uh, but it still was somewhere out on the Internet, I guess. Uh, where I saved my photos. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you don't, uh, you know, if you don't have it, you, you have to kind of check and see. Like I said, I wish, all, you know, each, I've se- seen several articles talking about, hey, we're shutting it down, we're shutting it down. But uh, very few of them explain, like, well, how do you even know if you have it? You know, are you still using it? Uh, <laughs> right. You know, I it's like, I don't know. You know, yeah, it's been around since iOS 5, and we're now on iOS 16.5. So, you know, it's been a while. Yet it's a kind of thing that most of us, you know, really don't want to even take a chance on losing our photos. So you shouldn't mm-hmm. back up uh, on a regular basis of yeah. stuff that you have. And I haven't done that in quite a while, but, but that's, that's more recent. Yeah. So. I mean, if Apple was, and, and maybe they are doing this, I don't know. But seems to me like if you have an iCloud account that they should just automatically move anything that was in a my photo stream folder into another folder so that it uh, you know my photo stream archive or something like that and and then nothing gets deleted it and it just gets moved into a new folder and then they can shut off the service and if you don't have an iCloud photo account and no no place to store this stuff then they should be sending you directly emails or texts 
or notifications saying, you know, you need to move your photos. They're all going to disappear as of this date. Well, uh, since since this is we pay for this storage, right? I mean, I get charged. We, for we do get paid. I- yeah, storage. We, we pay for iCloud photo storage. Yes. But if anything gets lost, I'll bet you they have in the fine print somewhere that they're not responsible for it because what's it, what can they do other than yeah. assume that you're telling them the truth and right. that you lost some valuable stuff, right? Yeah. Well, what I do is I have an older Mac Mini uh, sitting on the internet, and on your um, on your Mac in the iCloud Photo uh, or in the uh, iPhoto app, or now it's just called Photos. You have uh, a setting under Photos Settings that says, um, let's see, which one is it? It is, you can say Optimize Mac Storage or Download Originals to this Mac. Okay. Almost all of my devices say Optimize Storage, which means that they're just keeping a thumbnail on the local device and the uh, files are residing in the clouds. On that one Mac that I have, I have download originals to this Mac, and that Mac has an entire copy of all of my photos on it. And then that Mac is also subscribed to a different online backup service, so they have an entire backup of that computer. So Uh. I've I've got my entire library here on an external drive. I set it up so that my library is on an external drive, and then that entire library is then backed up in the cloud to a second service separate from iCloud. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see where you have that chose that choice for well, how you set up your, your yeah. images. Well, so on, on the Mac, you go to Photos, Settings. Settings. Yes. Yeah, so on well, on the Photos app. So you have to launch the Photos app. Oh, Photos, Settings. Under Photos, you. go to Settings, then go to iCloud. Click on uh, iCloud Photos. iCloud, yeah. And then uh, iCloud Photos should be selected, and then you'll either have download originals to this Mac or optimize this Mac. Ah, uh, okay. I've got this Mac optimized. And being that that's a laptop, that's probably how you want to keep it. You don't want to fill up all of your storage space with right. photos. But if you had another machine, an old machine, just sitting there doing nothing, you could plug in an external drive, change it to download originals to this Mac, and you can take your library and put it onto that machine. Under general, um, you can you can set your library location. Well, I do have a, a, an old, uh, 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 what's it called, mini, Mac mini that here that I haven't had on in a long, long right. time. Yeah, and, and that's how I use my Mac mini. And you know? so I should probably plug that into my 8 gigabyte hard drive and mm-hmm. and and get it backing the stuff up somehow yeah and that's kind of what i did i just said i need a good backup of of all of my photo material somewhere that i can trust is you know uh, so i physically have a copy of it here um i used to back up that physical copy to a large portable drive and then yeah. go and then go set it off site you know, at somebody else's house that I trusted every once in yeah. a while. I don't go through that step anymore. Once I added the uh, iCloud, ba- or not the iCloud backup, but the online backup uh, through a third party, I figured, okay, so it's now in two different cloud locations and physically here. You yeah. Know, I should be able to back up and restore 
everything at once somewhere. Yep. Yep. Okay. So that's a, that's a good thing to, to know about the photos albums and what you got in them. Uh, so, uh, I've, I've been thinking about doing the, the backup. I was just going to manually back it up, but I think better to do it with this other machine. Yeah. Although, although that means that now I've got to, Oh, I know why I don't use the other machine. I couldn't upgrade it anymore. It's got an old OS on it. Yeah. But for doing something like just managing photo or keeping a copy of photos, it didn't matter. Mine yeah. also can't be backed up anymore or, or yeah. upgraded anymore. It's running an older version, but they have not yeah, but it, changed. But it's, sit, but it's sitting online all the time on in an on condition, so somebody could come in and hack it, you know? Well, if they, you know, I mean, I've got a firewall and I've got, you know, it's, it's got all the protections of everything else in my, uh, you know, that's yeah. on my network. So. Yep, I guess so. You feel safe anyway, huh? Safer, you know, I have the stuff <laughs> backed up. I mean, it's, um, you know, and like I said, I have a copy. Uh, by the way, for those who are interested, uh, not a sponsor, but a, a, a great company, Backblaze, is the company that I use to back up to. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can back up everything on a, on a single computer, including any attached storage, for $7 a month. Yeah, and uh, amount of storage, amount of size is is not relevant. They will just let you do that, and so for seven dollars a month, uh, you can back it up, and that's what I use to back up that. So I have everything backed up via Backblaze, and the nice thing about their service too is like if I need a file or two, I can download them. If I need like the whole drive again, yeah, you can get a hold of them, and they will actually send you physically a hard drive with all your data on it. Huh. And and then you can either buy that drive or just send it back to them when you're done with it. Huh. So, uh, yeah. Backblaze, huh? Yeah, backblaze.com. And uh, good company. Um, and if you really, you know, if if you want that that whole thing backed up in a more traditional sense, um, you know, that's that's a good way to do it. Yeah. So actually I thought about this too. Uh, that same device is also doing a, um, uh, Apple's backup, uh, app, uh, shoot, what's it called? Um, I'm blanking on the name of Apple's backup device or backup, uh, program. The one that you yeah, just plug yeah. in. What's it called? Uh, yeah, I've got it here somewhere. Time machine. That's it. Time machine. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I have that same machine also backed up on a time machine backup to a different d physical hard drive than the one that I'm copying my photo library to. So I guess I actually have my photo library twice saved here locally, you know, so if a hard drive yeah. dies and both of those, by the way, are, are RAID array drives, it's not just a single drive. So yeah, I've never, I've, I, I've never set up Time Machine on this computer since I bought it. Yeah. I just that. Yeah. Well, unless you've got a uh, you know a physical device that you want to back up to online available all the time, you know, either a network attached to storage or you're going to plug in an external device, then there's no real point. Yeah. So. I mean, basically, yeah. you just use it to um, to do this, right? So <laughs> if that's the case. <laughs> um, you know, what are you backing up? 
Yep. So, anyway, we've pitched back Blaze. We've talked about backing up. We've talked about restoring. Let's see. We talked about photo stream. Apple's working on a new external display for Macs that can double as a smart home display in low power mode. So this sounds interesting to me because it sounds like two things. One is, you know, those Samsung photo or uh, TVs, and I guess your TV has a feature too. When, when the TV's not in uh -huh. use, it can basically just be art on the wall. Um, and then in iOS 17, they're saying that your phone will be able to, when it's off, uh, basically be like an alarm clock with some widgets on it, some weather and things like that. And so, you know, they're still displaying very low power stuff onto a screen, especially if you've got an OLED screen um, that doesn't use a ton of power. That makes some sense, maybe, uh, particularly for one that's plugged in all the time, like the desktop computer. So it might as well be a, a, a that, that display might as well be doing something when it's sitting there, whether it's displaying art or uh, providing you with information about, you know, the weather and the, you know, travel times to common places that you go or things like that. Yeah. So you could glance at the screen and get some information, right? Instead of it just being a screen blanker or blank. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how big this is. Well, they, they talk about it being a, um, at least I had seen it, that it would be like a uh, successor a feature that would be on successors to their current desktop displays. So those are 24 to 27 inches uh, diagonally. Um, yeah. You know, just something that's built in, especially because it, it makes a lot of sense because their $1,500 display right now, the um, Apple uh, Studio display, not the Pro Display XDR, but the Studio display has yeah. a, uh, a an A-series chip in it. So it's got the, the smarts to, you know, it's the same processor that goes inside of iPhones. So uh, it certainly has enough processing power to do something when you're not using it as a display. So why not? Sure. You know, yeah. um, I know that I know I know there have been rumors that Apple was also looking at putting a display on a HomePod. So there'd be a version of a HomePod that has a display on the front of it. You know, obviously it wouldn't be a, you know, the round or tubular shape that they are currently. Um, maybe something that's, you know, more shaped like a, a wedge with a screen yeah. on one side. Um, but uh, that same kind of information would be really useful to go on one of those type of devices, wouldn't it? You know, so when it's not being used, it could be a clock with some weather information and perhaps, like I said, some other widgets that can give you things at a, you know, info at a glance. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh it's pretty apparent that they're expecting a lot of people to use their phones uh, with FaceTime and the big TV. And yeah. therefore, you, and because you're using the camera on the phone basically for mm -hmm. your FaceTime call. And the stand I, I was, that they show in the picture here on that article uh, is kind of a nice little thing to, to hang your phone on. You know, you need yeah. something because the phone can't just sit there on the edge, you know. <laughs> without falling over. Yeah. Why they show that particular picture, I'm not quite sure. But those kind of stands, I have several of those. And I use one. In fact, my phone's sitting on one right now here in the office, and I've got one next to my bed. And I have an app that basically turns your phone into an alarm clock so that it just has uh -huh. the time displayed on it. Yeah. And I use that as, a, as my clock next to my bed every night. So I can glance over if I wake up to see what time it is. 
and well, the screen just stays on like that. But that's going to be built into iOS 17, apparently. Well, I, I, I thought about doing the same thing as you're doing, but I wanted to charge the phone, and I've got the phone now that has the charging capability right. you know, on the back, with the magnet, you know? Right. That's exactly what mine is doing. It's a magnet that holds it there. Yeah. And charges it while I'm so I wake up every morning. My phone's completely charged, and I and it acted as an alarm clock for me overnight. Okay. If if there's a special stand like that, would you send me whatever it is so I can order it? Because I've been wanting to uh -huh. do that. There's a multitude of them. So oh. here's here's my question. Anchor makes a very nice, uh, two very nice ones. One that is a stand. One that's a stand, and then the base is a place where you can charge your AirPods. Um, there's also, the, the one that I have next to my bed is actually just a stand, and then I use the Apple charging puck to stick in there because the Apple charging puck is the only one that supports the higher uh, uh, power charging. You said puck. Well, yeah, there's this, Apple has a, has a Qi charger that uses the MagSafe connection that they sell. Oh. And, and that device is the only one right now to my knowledge, that supports the faster charging with Apple phones. Oh, I got you. Okay. Now, I guess if you're charging overnight, then who cares, right? Yeah. You yeah. don't want the faster charging anyway. Well, um, yeah. I, I keep my fast charger out in my living room so that if I need something in a hurry before I take right. off, <laughs> I mean, it's amazing how fast it is. I mean, I can, I can mm -hmm. get a 50% charge on there in 10 minutes, maybe, or less. Yeah, yeah. On my watch, you know. That's... Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying on the phone. The, oh, phone, on the phone. Your your new phone, your iPhone 13, supports a quick charge at a also. high at a higher rate on a Qi charger than than the Qi standard. But it's only supported if you use the Apple uh, MagSafe charger, not the um, not other brands because they don't support they, they. You know, it's not part of the Qi standard right now. I got you. So now, I could you. I could use the one that I use on my watch on my phone. Is that what you're saying? No, it's a no. different. It's a different thing. Oh. Okay. I didn't understand that. Right. Alrighty. A, it, the 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 Qi charger for the phone is about three inches or two and a half inches in diameter. Oh, okay. And it's a MagSafe device that Apple sells. Oh, okay. And that Apple charger will charge, I think, at 15 watts instead of 7.5. And okay. every other Qi charger charges at 7.5. So you can okay. fast charge your phone, or you want to charge it the fastest, plug it in. <laughs> you know? Okay, well, that's what I normally do. I plug it in. Yeah. Yeah. So. But again, if you're charging overnight, you don't care that, that you know, inductive charging is incredibly inefficient and slow because it's overnight right yeah and apple those too they they learn your 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 uh, rhythm of use and they charge it up to about 80 percent pretty quickly and then they let it sit there until like the last hour before you wake up and so if you happen to wake up early one day because you're you know got something to do or just wake up your phone may not be at a hundred percent because they yeah uh, they tend to not uh fully charge it because that's you know protecting the life of the battery yeah Right. Yeah, the fast charge drops the life of the battery. Yeah. So, anyhow, that's a, I got a lot out of that article. I didn't realize when I posted it that we were going to have that much discussion. That, that deep of a, <laughs> of a conversation, huh? Yeah. yeah. 
Well, it's something that I have, have delved into with the Qi charging and the MagSafe charging. When I switched from the iPhone 11 to the more current one that has, because the 11, it was Qi charging, but not MagSafe. When mm -hmm. I switched to the MagSafe, I wanted a MagSafe adapter that would hold the phone there because then you can hold it horizontally and then you can turn it into like a, a clock very easily. Yeah. And, and I like that. So. So you got the Apple one. I, in my bedroom at night, I have the Apple charger that is snapped into a special stand that holds it vertically. Uh, yeah. In my office, I have one that's made by Anchor, and that one uh, does the a slower charge than the other one. But it's also, it's a cheaper setup uh, that way. But uh -huh. it works fine. I, you know, and again, over, I probably have it backwards. I should probably have the Anchor one uh, next to the bed because it goes overnight, right? And yeah. I should have the faster charging one sitting here in my office. So if yeah. the battery's low, you know, during the day, if I need to charge it up, it's got to be, um, uh, you know, faster. It's, yeah. I, pro I probably have it exactly opposite of how I should. Um, yeah. But uh, in fact, I've even got a, a f I found a stand that, that basically folds up that I have in my travel case. So when I go traveling, I have like a little zipper bag of when I travel, here's a charger with some cables. Uh -huh. And, and I put, I bought a little folding stand that uses the MagSafe um, puck in it so that it'll hold the phone like on a, as a nightstand when you're traveling. Uh, but it folds down flat because most of these don't fold flat. You know, they've got that post that holds it up high. Right. So, um, I will tell you that to my knowledge, again, most of these do not, most of these stands do not come with the little USB charger and you need to have a, at least a 20 watt USB C charger, uh, and, uh, it, for the, you know, to charge your phone up and, ah. the, and so, uh, anchor makes a really nice, very tiny one that's based on the gallium arsenide chemi chem chemistry for like $12. Yeah. But you know, the, uh, I just still have the lightning connector on the phone itself. Right. You know, but you're saying that'll charge faster than the, than the, uh, magnetic charger regardless. Um, it, well, it's less, it's more efficient. I don't know that it's any faster. Oh, in other words, I think that the, the, the speed of charging is artificially limited by Apple in order to protect the battery. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't know, you know, but you're not going to, you know, when you're using a, 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 when there's an air gap between connections, that's always going to be, le you know, more right. Uh, in right. inefficient, right? Yeah. I mean, an, I, you know, I don't need to tell you that you're the electrical engineer. Yeah. It's um, an induction. Right. Right. So I just sent you a link to the anchor charging stand. Yeah, I got and, it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and the anchor um, little 20-watt charger. Charger, yeah. And that's what I'm using literally right in front of me right now, and it's great. Yeah. Yeah, and you, and you can hold the phone vertically or horizontally on that stand. Oh, I see. Yeah. Just rotate it and it, yep. Mag, it doesn't it, care. Magnet Mag just holds it there, exactly. Yeah, the magnet so. just keeps... Keeps radiating waves. Yeah. Saying, yeah. grab me if you want some power. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just stick to me here. Um, yeah. And I I have basically converted most of my chargers from USB-A to USB-C. So um, uh, the little power bricks that I have are USB-C ones so that they all carry more current. Right. So. Yeah. Yep. Now, uh, 
can you, uh, I, I guess you can still uh, plug the, uh, well, I guess because they're USB-C, they are automatically more powered, uh, have more current, the bigger what? Well, I mean, they, they don't have to have more current, but they're certainly capa no. they're capable of it, yeah. 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 Well, there were the old phone chargers that just came with a lightning connector, and they don't have uh, very much. Right, right. Well, like my, my, I don't know about the iPhone 13 that you got. The iPhone 14 that I got came with a USB-C to lightning cable. It wasn't oh. even a USB-A. It was USB-C to lightning. So, I, you know, I had to have, I had to have a, a USB-C power brick to plug it into. Oh, I didn't realize the 14 has the C. Yeah. I mean, on the, on the phone, it's still lightning. But oh. the cable that it came with was USB-C to lightning, C. not USB-A to lightning. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I didn't get any cable or anything with mine. Uh huh. So. Yeah. You, you did you you get yours new or was it a refurb? Uh, it was new. Okay, then you should have gotten some kind of charging cable. I would have thought. No, I got it directly from Apple. Interesting. Huh. Are you sure that it wasn't in the box somewhere and you just threw it away? <laughs> uh, I've got the box out there. I can go look. I would be really curious to see. So, yeah, I, I it's still laying there on the table. So, uh huh. Unless Mom threw it away, and that happens. Yeah. She, in yeah. fact, she threw my box of boxes away. I had this giant box, and uh, there were all kinds of boxes of things that I still own and have stashed in here. And I, I was going to, you know, my project one day. Mm -hmm. I just hadn't got around to it quick enough was to take those things and put them back in the original boxes and, and yeah. store them that way, you know? Mm -hmm. But but uh, she had Noah over to help do some garage cleaning. and uh, <laughs> A box of boxes looks like trash. <laughs> that's, that's what it did. In fact, Noah asked me, and I said, no, I want those. Yeah. But if mom told, her, told him to throw it away, well, that's what happened too. Yeah. So, anyway. Anyway. It's, uh, I, I had multiple boxes of boxes. I think there was two or three of them. <laughs> yeah. They accumulate. Well, you probably, <laughs> then, then mom was probably right in getting rid of at least one of them. <laughs> Maybe not all of them, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just needed to sort them. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, anyway. I do that too. Sometimes, you know, you collect them up because, well, and sometimes you just need a cardboard box, you know, and, yep. uh. And let's face it, you know, with a pair of scissors and some tape, you can reshape a cardboard box to fit what you need. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm always cutting uh, these uh, fold over closure uh, pieces of cardboard because I need a yeah. chunk of cardboard to go in somewhere when I'm packing something. Like right. the phone I sent back, the crazy uh, self-configured return box uh, was awful. It was they came with a, about a three figure illustration of things to do with it. And, and yeah. none of them made sense. Yeah, I remember you talking by... about that. It was kind of a nightmare. So anyway, so. I took took things into my own hands and says, I will create packing material here. <laughs> I will engineer a solution. Yep. So that's what happens. Yeah. Anyhow, there was gotta... there was a uh, the move. There was a movie a while back, a sci-fi movie about a guy who uh, on a, a mission to Mars, and they they have to abandon because of a of a, you know a planet-wide storm, and somebody gets injured and state, and they think he's dead, and they leave him on Mars by himself, and uh, and eventually he gets back home, and uh, 
and uh, but there's a he line. He must have found food somewhere. Huh? Well, he 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 was <laughs> he was able to use part of the living space that the um, that the other people had used to um, uh, basically use their their freeze dried poo and and Martian dirt as fertilizer and grow potatoes because he had potatoes there. It was the uh-huh. only only thing he had, so he grew potatoes in order to manage to keep some food in him. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, and of course there was, you know, like seven of them and one guy doesn't need, so there was food for seven for, you know, however many days plus yeah. some excess. And, uh, but that was wasn't it? enough. Anyway, it was a really good movie, but there was a line in there that I always remember where he was like, okay, so here's the problem. So we're just going to have to engineer the shit out of this. You know, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> think of solutions. Let's, how are we going to solve the problem? Well, that's um, right. You know? And when you're done with that problem, solve the next problem. Yeah. Um, but it made me think of you when when he when he said that line, and I liked it. It was like you know you just you you can't you can sit and cry about it, but that's not going to solve the problem for you. So start thinking about it. What's the way to solve this problem? And when that one's solved, then move on to the next problem. So yeah. I sent you a second uh, power brick, by the way, too. The one that I sent you from Anchor is a great little charger for a single use. And if you're just using it with that uh, that uh, MagSafe charging stand, then that one's probably the ideal one. But mm-hmm. this is the second one that I sent you is the one that I actually have in my uh, travel kit. It's it's quite a bit more expensive, but it's got three USB-C ports and a USB-A port, and it's got 100 watts of power. So you can charge your laptop, your phone, your uh, watch, and uh, huh. all at once. Great. That's a great you know, charger. Yeah. And so if you're traveling, so like when I travel, I have to charge my phone, my wife's phone, her watch, my watch. Uh, you know. The only the only thing that might scare me away from that is if it's a non-Apple product, particularly in the power line, yeah. I, I'm, I'll, I'll trust brand names like Anchor, but I don't right. know you green from from black green, you know, yeah. or whatever. And, and they actually have a pretty good reputation as well. Um, and so I, I trusted them and I've had no problems with it. Well, that's so, good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I wish there would be better control over some of that stuff because yeah. there's, there's too many vendors who have, uh, uh you know, Cut I, corners. They, they, and, and yeah. And, and Apple catches it for, for that reason, they right. they ought they ought to say you can't build stuff for my products or right. something. I don't know what well, they could part, do. Yeah, but. I mean they you know anybody can make something. USB C is a standard, right? So anybody can make a charger that puts out power on a USB USB C port. Um, one of the things that they do is um, you know the, according to the spec is that the device being charged actually has the control electronics to determine how much of the power that's being sent to it get gets used. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's not the, it's not the, uh, the manufacturer of the power brick. It's the manufacturer of the phone or the laptop or whatever that says, okay, we're yeah. going to use this amount of current from you, um, which yeah. is, which is smart on the yeah. part, you know, on the part of the person making the thousand dollar pocketable computer. Yeah. Protect this thing. <laughs> yeah. Not to let somebody else decide how much juice to send at it at any given point in time. Right. But, uh. Yeah, you know, that way, I mean, oh, the other, I said the phone, the, the laptop, and the watch. The other thing would be the iPad. So, you know, you, you between, you know, you, one person traveling can conceivably have, like, four different devices they need to charge, and this would handle all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, it's well, got enough juice that I generally, um, uh, you know, 
overnight it's it's just got uh um you know two watches and two phones on it well that's good information for our listeners i'm I'm not the traveling type anymore todd <laughs> right well and i will say too that um the other the 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 little nano charger was yeah. twelve dollars yeah. i could buy three of those to get my three usb-c ports uh, and still not be near the cost of what the multi-port device was. Ah, uh, wow. So, so you know, I mean, the the, the multi-port device, it. It, you know, to have it all in one package, yeah. you're paying for it. You know, but it also has higher uh, wattage, so you can use it for things like your iPad and your um, uh, uh, yep. your laptop. I guess you could use probably the 20 watt one with the lap with the iPad because that's what they ship with from Apple, but the um, but the laptops start at 30 and go up to, I think, 60 or 90. Yeah. So, and so any, any single laptop and you're automatically on the bigger yeah. box. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, it's of course, they all ship with one, too. Uh, not the phones anymore, but the iPads and the laptops still ship with a power brick. So, yeah. you know, it's just, it, it, and it's a matter of convenience. You know, if you use one at home, you can always package, you know, pull that one out and take it with you. Uh, yep. You know, it just depends on what you want to do. You know, I like I have a I have a, a an electronics go bag for lack of a better word that's got a variety of different cables and chargers in it, so I can just grab that and know that I've got enough juice to charge whatever we've got with us. You know, mm -hmm. I even carry a um, uh, thing that has a uh, micro USB on it, even though I don't have any devices or don't use regularly any devices that require micro USB. You know, if somebody is visiting and they've got a Samsung phone. And they need to charge. I want to be able to help them out too. So, although most yep. of those have gone to USB C now as well, but you know some of those older Androids use the micro USB. So, and there's weird stuff every once in a while that uses the micro USB. You know, I mean, and I've got some camera equipment that's not particularly new that sometimes needs you know a, an off size. I have some stuff. I have a GPS that uses mini USB, which is talk about rare. That's like a uh. it's like a double thick micro USB. Yeah, <laughs> it's an odd <laughs> one-off. So I've got a couple cables that that handle mini USB just in case because, oh. you know, I've got a couple devices that use that. So yeah. I had a keyboard that was charged with that. I think I've got one around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this. I'm so glad that we've kind of settled on USB-C. You know, yeah. you don't have to get right. it oriented in the right direction. It carries enough current to charge everything. You know, yep. it's like it's just that's the, the right way to go. But it sure took us a long time to get there, didn't it? Yeah, but for the old devices like that keyboard, I mean, it's never going to wear out for me. But when I want to charge it, by golly, yeah. I got to have the right charger. Yeah, you got to have the right cable. You yeah. know what I, I started doing is a, a while ago, because I know we're moving towards USB-C for everything. I told you I moved to USB-C chargers, the the bricks. Mm -hmm. Um I instead of getting a USB-C to Lightning and a USB-C to whatever, you know, I uh, bought I buy just a plain USB to USB-C USB-C to USB-C cable, and then mm -hmm. I've got these little adapters that plug in and turn USB-C into Lightning, and sure. they, and they've got a little rubber dongle so they attach to the end of the cable. So yeah. most of my charging cables in the house are USB-C with a little dongle with a dongle <laughs> on them to plug in for a phone. But I can also plug in my laptop or my iPad there. Yeah. So, you know, I'm slowly that's, getting there. 
that's the problem when you got a lot of devices. Yeah. Well, and if you have devices that are, you know, you don't throw away your old devices just because they're old, right? You know? Right. I mean, my wife's using a 13-inch a MacBook Pro from 2015, and it works great. And yeah. and so, but it doesn't support USB-C charging. You still have to have a MagSafe, so it's got to have its own power charger and run separately. Yeah. You know? But I'm not throwing away that, that laptop. It works fine. You yeah. know, and it and as of the last update, still supports the, the most recent version of the operating system. So, you know. Yep. Of course, there's all uh, a lot of old timers like me who have always thought that all this power that I have in my iPhone is sufficient to do my computing, my iPad reading daily, yeah. and it can do the whole thing. I won't have to keep buying these expensive processors, right? Yeah. Well, the 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 that's you know, you could sort of get there, but you, you can't, yeah. still can't get the computer stuff that you need. You, you can get the stuff that the iPad provides. In fact, I thought about the yeah. business of driving a screen, you know, either the television through, uh, just, uh, uh, whatever to, instead of the iPad, right. except, except that I don't always have control of the screen. So now I'm competing with those who want to watch the television. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's you know, tough. I tried an experiment, um, I want to say, it's been about four or five years now, where um, I tried to use my iPhone as my only computing device. And uh, what I would do is I actually took an Apple TV and plugged it into my, my uh, monitor in my office and unplugged mm -hmm. the Mac Mini that I had there. And that monitor then, when I would set my phone down and charge it, and I would then um, uh, screen share my phone to the TV, to the monitor via yeah. the Apple TV in, in the landscape format so that it was basically now a desktop machine and used it. And, you know, Word and Excel and, and uh, Google Sheets and stuff were all available that way. So you could use those products sure. uh, there. At the time, it didn't work well because there was no pointing device. I had to touch the phone to select things. Uh, and that made it awkward. But, uh, and I think that's still the case with the phone, but you could probably use an iPad mini that way now, right? Yeah. Or an iPad because they yeah. support, um, they support the, uh, a non-touch interface. So I could use a mouse while I'm using an, in, in, I'm air quoting here, desktop mode. Although mm -hmm. they still haven't done what I think they should. We've talked about this before, which is they should take that stupid launch pad button and turn that as a way to toggle back and forth between uh, the iPad. you know iPad OS and Mac OS that you know on an iPad that can run both it's got the same yeah. processor got enough memory got enough storage i should be able to toggle back and forth between whichever operating system i want as long as i've got a uh, you know if, if for the mac when i'm running it in mac mode you know it should only be available to me if i've got a connected pointing device and keyboard and, now that's that that's part of the design criteria that the managers give their engineers is you you shall not get rid of all the uh, the important links that people have to that particular device. Yeah. <laughs> you'll you'll never be able to duplicate something in in any other device. Yeah, you know. So. Yeah, I know. There, there, there's been this 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 ironclad rule at Apple that you know the Mac the, the I, Mac OS and iOS shall not coexist on any device, although they've never worded it that way. What they said was that the Mac will not have a touch interface. Yeah, 
that Mac OS doesn't work with a touch interface. And we're not going to go and make everything, you know, all of the touch, the click spots bigger so that you can touch them. And yeah. I agree with that. That's why I'm saying yeah. is that the an iPad, when it has a keyboard and pointing device attached to it, should then have the option of flipping into Mac OS. But if you don't yeah. have a keyboard and a pointing device attached to it, then that should just be grayed out or not even be seen because it's not an option. Yep. I tell you what, you know, we talked the other day about ads. I hated that stupid ad staring up a guy's nose. Now I've got an ad of somebody like picking their pants out of their butt. And it's like, what are they thinking <laughs> with these ads? Oh, it's driving me nuts. I hate this. Yeah, well, all, all ads and uh, other stuff in between what you're trying to read mm -hmm. is getting to be gr more gross all the time. It's just part of the morality of the time. It's, it's, uh, Got yeah. up, you know. Yeah, well, and you know, and I'm all for places that will uh, allow me to pay. You know, if it's a place I use a lot, I would happily pay a fee to to not have ads. But you know, the latest trend seems to be pay us a fee, and we will we'll, still... we'll reduce the number of ads you see, or is, pay us a fee, fun. and if we get enough money, we'll take off. We'll quit using one of the 15 ad spaces on the page. You know, we get more money, we'll take off the next ad space on the page. But yeah. basically what that means is give us money and we'll give you nothing in return for it right now. But but there's yeah. a hope in the future that we could get rid of an ad. Yeah. I'm like, I really? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Tell me what you want. I would, you know, I mean, I subscribed it at one point in time, not these days because there's not that many of them. Actually, I still subscribe to two. But, uh, uh, you know, like a print magazine or a monthly periodical or newspaper, right? People subscribe to those things because they wanted the features and capabilities. Yep. You know, although I know that the people here are saying, yeah, but those magazines and books all had ads in them, even though you paid money for them. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's just more offensive when you've got sh uh, such a small space on your screen. Right. And, and you'll notice that they put them in a in a format vertically, if that's all you can scroll. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that you, you can't get anything, you know, no matter what page you look at, you're going to see ads, whether they're pop-ups or whatever. Right. They're going to put them in your yeah. face. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing is, yeah, my, the, the, the print media wasn't as obnoxious with their advertising, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't recall ever seeing up somebody's nose or watch, you know, pictures of people picking their pants out of their butt, um, <laughs> you know, in my Wine Spectator magazine. <laughs> Or Time, or yeah. Newsweek, or PC Week, or Macworld, you know? Yeah. Uh, back in well, the day. Well, you know, I have had uh, very long articles that I have gone to the trouble of, of uh, selecting all the text from the top all the way down to the bottom, mm -hmm. and, then, and then taking that text, you know, cutting it, and pasting it into... Uh, uh, something else, you know, so that I can then just have gaps that I fill up, you know, by, by the quick deletions. Yeah. But anyway, just to get a long text file and then, and then just save that as a file and read it. I don't even read it until I've processed the thing, you know? Have you ever just, tried to, to just show reader view? No, I haven't. What's reader view? So in the, at the top, are you on your Mac? Are you looking at your Mac and you're on a web page? Like right yeah. now, I'm on the nine to five Mac page that says report Apple working on new external displays for Mac, right? Okay. So at, up at the top, it says the, there's the URL, you know, it says nine to five Mac.com slash blah, 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 right? Yeah. 
On yeah. the far right of that, there is a little picture of a piece of paper. And when you float your mouse over it, the URL disappears and it says show reader view. Click on that. Uh, on the far upper, I'm sorry, upper I right? Said, I said right. The far left of that area, of the URL area. To the far left of it, there's a little show reader view. Yes, click I see on, it. Click on that. Okay. And it's got, hey, the ads disappeared. It's just the article. Yeah, well, it's got still the picture from the article, but, right. but that's you that, probably you want need that. that. You want yeah. that. I mean, in this case, the pictures I don't think are particularly important to the story. She was. I've never noticed that before. I have yeah. never noticed that. I forget about it all the time. God, that's wonderful. That's the best feature of Safari. <laughs> Reader view. Who knew? Reader view. Yeah. Who knew? You know, you, you get so used to doing things the way you're used to doing them, and you don't yeah. even see what's yeah. there. Well, and it's an extra step, right? You have to go to the page, and then you have to click on the reader view button. Oh, but, darn. Yeah, but you remember that, and it's like I'm literally going through each of the articles that we've called up for the show and yeah. and, and switching them to reader view, each one of them. Yeah. How about that? I could put... Uh-oh. Oh, now when you go back to the other one, it doesn't show it in reader view. Is that no, what it is? I found no, it does. I found a page that doesn't offer reader view. Oh, you did. Yeah. Huh. Well, thus far, man, I'm getting really good here at this thing. I've got reader view. So I'm on the page that is on a Mac Daily News page, and it's their home page, which lists all of the different articles. Oh, yeah? And that doesn't offer reader view. But if I open one of the articles... Oh, I see. Nope, that's not offering reader view anymore now either. I wonder if you're only allowed to have a certain number of articles open in reader view at any given time. Well, I've got four of them. I've got six. But it hmm. won't let me go to a seven. Oh, I'm on the re Mac Daily News now and I don't have... Oh, there it is. It did come up. It just took time. So I've got to go. Got to keep going here. I keep going. I've got uh, I've got three Mac Daily News right in a row, and now I'm going back to a different one. Wow, this is amazing! You've just altered. Oops! Wait a minute. I went back, and one of them that I thought that I had selected Reader View on wasn't. Maybe I bumped it or something. Yeah, I must have. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I've got. I, I don't know if there's any limit at all, Todd. Yeah, I know. I've added another one now too. I think there are certain pages, like um, like uh, like a blog page or a uh, like the home page, where it lists the titles of articles but not the actual articles, that don't support it. But yeah. Uh, but Boy. yeah. Yeah, I, I knew about this, but I had forgotten about it, and it was just like light bulb went off in my head when we started talking about it, and these these ads that I find incredibly annoying. Uh, oh, I went I went to YouTube, and they don't offer it. Yeah, YouTube does not same. Well, there's offer. a reason to never watch a video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Uh, and obviously, yeah. they're not going to block actual like uh, inline ads and videos and stuff too, because that's just part of a video. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's pretty cool. All right. Well, we don't need to do that one anymore. We already talked about that one. Man. Yeah. You just—that's the perfect ad blocker. There you go. Just use Reader View. Oops. And then you can read the article without all the distractions. I just found another one, Devon Price. I don't know what that is, but it doesn't, it doesn't offer a reader view. So there's a way. Yeah. A way. So, soon everybody will be turning off reader view capability on their pages, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and here's, oh, here's one. This, this is. So uh, Apple is working to better position AirPods as hearing aids, apparently. Yes. How about that? You know, we we were talking about how to uh, <clears throat> uh, do that some time ago, and we were wondering if they were even thinking about it. Well, we got mm -hmm. our question answered, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not only thinking about it. That's, uh, that's going to happen if they can get the licenses. But it's the uh, uh, reason I put maybe was... It's only a matter of when. Yeah. You know? Well, and in typical Apple fashion, they've been testing certain features and functions like the live listen and the conversation boost. They've been playing around with it so that they've been learning and testing and gathering data about how to go, go about doing this. Uh, you know, and then when they finally get the proper uh, license and stuff, they'll probably, you know, push out an upgrade and voila, they'll be significantly more functional. Yeah, there, there was no mention in here of the importance of having something that firmly stays in your ear and provides a good audio seal, you know, like the custom uh, right. fit that you get when you get to professional ones. Right. However, the, the, that's something that I've almost changed my mind on because the latest hearing aids that I have do not have the over the ear kind of a thing with a little amplifier pod, you know, uh -huh. attached. It's, they're all in the ear. Now it's not the small in the ear devices, but uh, it's not tailor fit. Okay, what goes in my ear. Right. And uh, they stay in the ear quite well. Although I will say it, they have fallen out on a couple occasions. Yeah. And, and it's basically that I didn't get them into my ear right. I just, yeah. I've discovered that I've got to be careful when I first get, put them on. Get them wedged get, in there just so. Them, yeah. Well, but, you know, I think it's like the original AirPods. There were a lot of people who complained and said those don't stay in their ears very well, you know. And then the AirPod Series 3 and the AirPod Pros came out. And those each are shaped slightly differently. And I think yep. they maybe hit the rest of, you know, or at least another big chunk of the market. Because it, there is variance in, from one ear to the next. Oh, definitely. And so, um, you know, they, there are, but I suspect that, you know, again, Apple has discovered through through just experimentation that there's a, a you know, certain number of shapes that will cover the vast majority of the market in terms of, like, fitting in your ear and staying there. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, and you know, and so, and, and there's nothing to say that they won't come out with, uh, you know, like the little, the little rubber things that go on the, on the, uh, AirPods pro, right. That those won't be able to be replaced with something that is more custom for your ear. If you want, if you choose to go, you know, pay to have that molded for your ear. Right. 
Right. Well, uh, ultimately, whatever you put in your ear in order to keep up with the uh, hearing aid industry is going to have to be really small. And it, it's the next step beyond what I have. I've got VA stuff and mm -hmm. VA, I've always said military organizations usually are a, a decade behind industry, you know, right. <laughs> 10 years before yeah, I got. They're, they're not buying the, the latest and greatest technology. That's that's right. They, they get the low bidder wins. And uh, so uh, I, I could certainly see a smaller size. Now, I don't really care that somebody sees that I'm, you know, I'm not a vain person, uh, but some people are and they don't want that hearing aid to be seen. Yeah. Now, I would worry a little bit about it potentially even getting lost and you can't even retrieve it out of your ear. I suppose but, that could happen, especially if they get small enough, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they just put a little longer little stems that, that they always put on some, these type of your hearing aids so you can grab the stem and yeah, pull it out. Fish it you know? back out. Yeah. You've got little, yeah. an, little uh, like piece Plastic. of fishing line thing hanging out of your ear. Exactly. But, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, the, um, you know, and I suspect at least, at least initially Apple's going to do things like, Hey, people are already used to seeing people walking around with AirPods in their ears. So these will just be something you leave in your ear, right? Sure. Yeah. Well, you don't want to sleep on them because if you put a pillow and push on them a little hard, then they're uncomfortable. Yeah, but how often kind of do you thing. sleep with your hearing aids in either? Well, I, I have both hear, AirPods and hearing aids at night, and I put oh. the AirPods on, AirPods on for a reason. They're much more comfortable on a pillow than a, my hearing aids. Okay. okay. And furthermore, I have controls. Which on just my talks head. to what I was talking about then, which is yeah. people are used to seeing it. So, you know, you're saying that they're already better than, than hearing aids when, you, when you're going to sleep. Well, for that reason, they have a different way of controlling things. I, right. The controls on my hearing aids is to push a button. Well, what does right. it do when you put, push it on the, on the ah. ear, you know? Right, yeah. That raises or lowers the volume depending on what side of your head you're on, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you roll to the right, everything gets quiet. Roll to the left, everything gets loud. Right. Yeah. But on the AirPod, you got these controls, but they're on the little stem things that right. stick down yeah. outside the ear. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's the design around, you know. Sure. So. Sure. But. but yeah. Well, and you figure too, the AirPods are, are are such that you know if they fall out, you just pick them up in the morning. They're on your bed somewhere, right? Just know to look for them. So. Well. That's easier said than done, too. You know, if I yeah. knocked them off the top of my bed, it's a it's a tough thing to get up at night and try to reach around where, you know, yeah. you well, can't and, reach. Well, and you know, they, a lot of people have white sheets, and and what color are the AirPods? What's the only color they come in? <laughs> you know, right. might might be nice if the fine folks at Apple recognize that that you know there are other colors. <laughs> yeah, know? it's funny yeah. how they do that with their pro stuff in particular. You know. Like the yeah. the pro phones come in sort of like serious business looking colors, and then you know, but you can get the regular iPhones in like pink and purple. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. By the by the way, I'm just reminded here is that I have Beats Fit Pro somewhere. It was so cheap, I bought some. Right. But I used them for a while, and I don't know where they are even. Yeah. Now you one know? of my daughters has those, and she prefers them to AirPods. Just more boom. You know. So yeah. Music well, she just likes like the way they, she likes the fit better. Um, oh, she, she, yeah. yeah, she teaches a spin class and so she's sweating and moving around and that little wing pop, you know, holds it in the ear better. It definitely does. Yeah. And, and so she says she just feels like they're in there more secure when she's exercising. Yep. Yep. Uh, 
Uh, but but the there's the other feature that I talked to the sound isn't the same. They are more boomy. Yeah. You know, which is what kids like. You well, know? traditionally, AirPod or the uh, Beats have been uh, a kind of a boomy sound, which you know the yeah. audio files kind of knocked them for because it was unnaturally bass heavy. But uh, yeah, some people like that sound. Yep. Yeah. I'm, yep. I, I'm definitely with you. Both both our generations vote for less boominess. Not that I don't <laughs> want a nice tight bass. I want a good clear bass, but I just don't. You know, I don't want over right. overly booming. That's right. So. Um, so rumors already flying about the Apple Vision Pro production. Uh, they're making, you know, in, in air quotes, drastic cuts to the Vision Pro production forecast. Well, that's, that's a bit of an extreme, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, nobody knows what their actual Vision Pro production forecasts are or exactly. if they've been changed. This is all just rumors. Um, Part of what I understood it is to be is that some of the, that the little screens inside the little 4K screens oh, yeah. are, are relatively low yield right now. That they're yeah. they're sourced through Sony, and that Sony you know creates a big like uh, sheet of screen material and then cuts out the the actual screen pieces as the but that the you know if you you can't have a pixel drop out in these things if there's a bad pixel in there. Uh, it's going to, you know, totally ruin the effect. And so, so, you know, there's a zero tolerance in terms of bad spots and well, that that's this limiting is, this some of the, their production. This is always an issue with any chip design, you know? Yeah. When it's new. You, and, and, uh, especially as we move into the three nanosecond chip, I don't know that the, they didn't right. say that these are, but yeah. as well, you they're move, not even talking, I mean, I wasn't even talking about chips. I was talking about, um, the, uh, about the screens, this you know the, that that production piece, um, you know, and and this was said to be using the current M2 based chip inside of it. So the M2 is five nanometer, and they're making those in mass because that's what's already in you know the yeah. the, the yeah. iPads and Macs, and and the core is the same as the one that's in the iPhone 14. But that's a pretty amazing screen, though. That that's a yeah. know, extreme high resolution in very small uh, chip. So yeah, but gives you impression that you're looking at an entire room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's a that you know I'm I'm not surprised. That's yeah. That's a I think that's, that's a challenge. It is, and it's one of those kinds of things that anytime they're spinning up a a new production line the yield of usable product is going to be lower than it will be over time as they, you know, go through the process and figure out what is causing the yield, you know, what's causing the errors in the production yeah. of the product. And they'll slowly hammer those out and it'll become more and more efficient as time goes by. But the initial runs, yeah, it's going to be, you know, we make a hundred thousand and, and some percentage of that is, are, are going to be usable and the rest are going to be waste. Yeah. But that's, that's the technology in this headset. I mean, the number one technology, you know, yeah. that we're talking about. So that without that, the, these things wouldn't be so amazing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No, those screens have to be absolutely perfect. No, no dead pixels on them. You know, it's yeah. funny because remember when when we started seeing these big flat screen TVs and stuff, that was a problem. And that's part of why they were so expensive is because there were a lot of screens that had to get trashed because 
it was not uncommon for them to, you know, to have a dead pixel or two on them that would just looked wrong. That's, that's right. You know, yeah. and now that's not even a conversation. And you'll notice that the one of the first paragraphs in the, uh, at least the part I'm looking at, it says plans for a more affordable version of the device had to be pushed back. We'll see. Right. <laughs> it could be less affordable if this can't be achieved, you know, uh, at the right, right price. Right. And that's, a, you know, we're, we're assuming that they can find those efficiencies in production so that it becomes more um, cost effective to make these screens. You know, yeah. I mean, there's nothing saying that there won't be problems that they won't find solutions to right away. And it could take time. But yeah. but the idea of building screens, you know, we, we've been making them for a long time and making them high quality. What's unique about this is they're making them so tiny, you know. Yep. I mean, of most 4K televisions are at least 42 inches. I think there's a few that might be a little smaller than that. And then there's some 4K uh, monitors for computers that are like, you know, 24, 27 inches. But mm -hmm. you don't really have much 4K below that. And now we're talking about making, you know, not just one, but two 4K monitors to go in a pair of goggles, one for each eye, that are the size of a postage stamp. Yep. I mean, that's, you know, it's a, it's a different problem to solve than making that, you know, 75-inch TV on somebody's wall. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, be interesting to see how it plays out. So, I would bet that if they do come out with a second version, that what we're looking at right now with the current Vision Pro is what they're going to kind of call the minimum viable product. And that the, the you know, uh, if, if they come out with a Vision Pro and a Vision, or a Vision you know, Apple Vision headset and a Vision Pro headset, say they bifurcate the line, you know, in the next generation, that yeah. the, the non-Pro version will essentially be functionally equivalent to what the current headset is, and the new one will introduce higher resolution, faster refresh, things like that. Sure. You know, yeah. they're not going yeah. to, they're never going to sell one that is going to be less capable than the one that they're already putting out the only right. thing that I could see them maybe saying, okay, we've decided isn't that critical, is the screens on the outside showing your eyeballs. Yeah. I, I, you and I both agreed that there's some apps where you don't really care about that at all. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, so. you know, it, it doesn't mean that you as the user still can't see when somebody steps in front of you. It just means they can't see your eyes. Which is right. fine. You know, I, I've talked to people who, who have sunglasses on and I can't see their eyes. It doesn't freak me out at all. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I guess but, I don't but, know where they're looking, but so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When it comes to the priority of features, you that. Yeah. That's pretty much near the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And 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 apparently that was one of the things that was not demoed at all um during the uh oh, the, the show yeah the, during the show for the people who got to see them was the that that feature has not been turned on yet they're still working on it so uh yeah okay well anyway they'll they haven't tur turned off the the product yet <laughs> yeah just just more development and the longer time to, to get it i'm i'm getting uh I'm kind of mentally putting myself on the list to order it when it comes comes out. Yeah. Uh, regardless of where it's priced, you know, I'm just going to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I can do that. We'll see. We'll so. see. The, the, the desire may be overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I, I 
think it's just such a, an amazing idea that you can have something like that and give you, uh, basically as, as I, you know, when I concluded that this will replace an iPad, that's when I sort of said, Hey, what's my hurry to get an iPad, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I think you're probably right in that respect. It's, uh, it's, you know, I, I still look at it just from the standpoint of knowing what's going on, you know, that they'll be coming out with another iPad uh, and with an M3 in it uh, at some point. But that that's next year, too. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm having zero interest in an M2 iPad, even though people are saying, yeah, this is really great and a lot better than the, 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 I, the first one. But not not really. Yeah. Uh, my my only concern is is that my iPad charge time is you know diminishing as time moves on. So that's that's what drives the the next one. But I can sit there with the thing plugged in. You know, I'm <laughs> plug right beside me. I mean, it's a little annoying to have to plug it in three or four times a day, but that's what it is. You know, it works. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. If it yeah, yeah. After I mean, a while. Yeah, I mean, at some point, you know, I, I think you could go to Apple and, and or at least ask what it costs to um, put a new battery, put a new battery in it. And then it's probably back to new, you know. Um, yeah. But it's, you know, that you got to weigh that against, you know, that's a fairly old processor by today's standards. Yeah, it is. Yeah. In fact, it won't be able to up, take an upgrade before that long, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's the question, right? Although Apple's pretty good about their pro devices being maintained. You know, that's one thing if you notice, like if you if they have a pro and a non-pro version of something, the pro yeah. version can be updated longer. I hadn't noticed that, but I'm not surprised. I and mean, it's yeah. got to be some benefits of having pro. The list isn't generally that long. I mean, big display is about it right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's really important for those people who use it for graphic arts too. You know, they want bigger, be able to build a picture that uh, they can put more detail in it and do it well. Yeah. In fact, the review that I read about the last, the latest and greatest iPad was was by the graphic artists, that, that community. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, I think that that it the article also was talking about what was potentially coming with the M3. Uh, and uh, graphics art art communities is is really taken to that uh, iPad because the pencil, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it adds uh, a, a lot of capability for people who think that way. You know, that want to have that that uh, ability to, you know, jot and scribble and sketch, and so there's a lot of of functionality there. Um, yep. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things that, uh, um, you know, when do you pull the trigger to get one, right? It's like, yeah, and, and that's, you know, that's always a question with technology. Yes, you know, it is. It, it's yeah. like, you know, and especially if you know sort of the life cycle of, of, of product releases from Apple. Yeah. You know, somebody who's pretty good at it, if you ever wanted to track where something is, you weren't sure, you can go to... Um, the uh, fine folks at um, uh, shoot, what the heck is it? I'm blanking on there. I hate it when I do that. When my brain can't pull it out, it's um, 
not Mac Daily News. It's uh, Mac Rumors. Mac Rumors has a oh. section, uh, a buyer's guide. And if you click on it, it'll go through all of the Apple products and tell you when the last one was released and whether it, you th it's a good time to... Uh, Purchase planning guide, huh? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like right now on iPads, on the iPad Pro, both sizes, they're neutral, saying that the most recent one wasn't isn't that old, but mm -hmm. uh, so they, they don't they're not expecting a new one right away. Um, mm -hmm. They average about 480 days between releases, and right now the la they're, they're 260 days from the last release. Yeah. Uh, but the iPad Air. Uh, is at 484 days old. And so they're thinking that the current one is probably near the end of its life cycle and there'll be a new iPad Air before too much longer. Yeah. So, you know, take it for what it's worth because, you know, it's not like Apple looks at this and says, uh-oh, that one's been out a while, it's time for a new one. I think they pretty much release them when they're ready as they go, right? Sure, I think so. But, uh, but it is interesting to see and to look at, you know, um, well, the interesting uh, thing in that regard, I think, is the 15-inch MacBook that they came out with. They're really saying that even the the people who would have bought a 14 or a 16-inch Pro uh, might divert some of their buys to the 15-inch mm -hmm. Air, even though it may not yeah. be as powerful. But they have certain applications that you know they just want a yeah. bigger screen. Yeah, you don't need the power, you just want the bigger screen, you know. And I think there's a lot of people who are that way. I think that's going to be a really successful product for them, you know, cuz now you have the option of the of the 13 inch or the 15 inch and and uh you know, those 13 inch is a nice size. It it's you know, it fits in lots of, you know, cases and backpacks and things like well, that. Well, the the, the but, secret is they made the 15 light. It's not much heavier than the 13. Yeah, that's the whole thing with the airline, right? Is it's it's yeah. it's you know they increase the uh, the uh, the screen and the battery to drive it, and that's about it. And so yeah. you know you're 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 carrying around just a little bit more aluminum and battery, and that's that's yep. not a bad thing. I guess a little bit more glass on the screen, but but uh, yeah, you know it's if you need that that bigger screen, it's now not a multi thousand dollar expense just to get a screen. Right. You know, yeah. it, it really does fill a, a gap in their in their product line. Um, yeah, I suspect that they tried to set up the features such that it wasn't going to cannibalize their pro stuff too much. But uh, I got to think that it will for some people. You know, I'm I'm sitting here with my 13 inch pro thinking that, you know, just for a few hundred dollars more, I could order today the 15 inch. Yeah, you know? yeah. If you were buying today, would you buy the 13-inch Pro or the 15-inch oh, Air? I, I, I'd buy the 15-inch Air. Yeah. See, I think like my uh, one of my daughters has a 15, uh, the 13-inch Pro, just like yours, and I think she would have still bought the Pro because the larger screen doesn't mean that much to her. Uh, even though it would have been lighter computer, she yeah. wanted to get some ports back, and and that oh. was one of the things that she did do with. Well, that. That is one good thing. I, I like the fact that I've got uh, just two uh, ports, but I'm using them right now. You know? Yeah. Although I say that, I think the new Air has two ports on it as well, whereas the old Airs, you know, the old the uh, M1 Air, the wedge-shaped Air, only had one, and that was a knock against it. Mm -hmm. Although, no, it's got two, too. But you see, so, Mike... Yeah. My pro is not wedge shaped, and I like that square. Right, part. yeah, yeah. They've only they only sell one wedge shaped, and that's the M1 
uh, MacBook Air, which is still in the lineup right now. Yeah. Uh, and that one, you know, has been on sale for, you know, seven ninety nine pretty regularly now. Yeah. So, um, which I think, you know, that's a very affordable laptop that nobody would be unhappy with. Yep. Uh, but I got to think that at some point that is going to, you know, disappear from the line. And, uh, you know, when they come out with the, with the M3s, um, you know, I don't know that they're going to keep that old M1. Oh no! They'll just keep the M2s around. They, uh, that, they, they 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 never they they always cut the oldest first. You know. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know how long that uh, that 13 inch MacBook Air is going to be around. But you know, it's it's a great computer. I mean, it's it's blazingly fast and uh, and light. And like I said, you can find them for you know 7.99, which in the Mac world is just dirt cheap. Yep. So. Um, yeah, you know, um, I do know that, that, uh, the daughter that has the, the 13 inch pro like you also really likes that touch bar. I, you know? I like that touch bar a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, in fact, if I use the machine more, I'd probably like it more because then I would remember what I'm, you know, sure. I, I was just, well, I'm sitting here. Uh, talking to you a lot of the time, I'm just kind of looking at that touch bar to see what I can do, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's pretty neat little thing. Uh, like I can, I can put my hand on this thing. You know, I just had to put a lot of these tabs into uh, reader mode and I can put my finger across this and, and just slide it and go from one tab to the next you know yeah and that's a whole lot easier than than yeah so when you're in safari your tabs are 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 on the touch bar they are so you can switch from one to the other real easy rather than having to you know use your your uh touch pad to move an arrow to click on something yeah that's right yeah so anyway uh just a just pretty pretty neat thing yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I was, I, I understand they got some pushback on that, but I think Apple backed away from that too quickly. You know, yeah. um, I can also understand why they don't want to sell computers and say, well, you can, each of our computers can be optionally keys or a touch bar, you know, <laughs> cause that, that just turns yeah. into a skewed nightmare in terms of, you know, what what's there what they should probably do is have that row of keys and the touch bar be able to snap in magnetically so you could just pop it in or out yourself because then they could sell an extra set of keys or an extra touch bar to anybody they wanted right <laughs> so people like yeah. you and me would buy both because you know i might yeah. want i might want the other one at some point in time <laughs> yeah yeah so well, uh see, oh go ahead <clears throat> i was just going to say just because they didn't make a total commitment to all of their machines with a touch bar, they just said that's for the pros only. I think that probably contributed to its lack of success. I agree. I agree. I, if I they should have put that in, across the line into the MacBook Airs from the day one. And I yeah. bet you if they had it, it had been more accepted and then it would be uh, available. You know, they'd still have it. Right. Yeah. Because let's yeah. face it, they've they've I mean, they've kept it on that one device you know as a legacy thing for those who like it but let's face it that it it's not on any of the new higher powered machines it's it's not 
they're, it's not something they're going forward with, clearly. You yeah. know? Yep. Which is so. too bad. Although I do remember reading, and I'd have to go back and see if I could find it somewhere, that there was a an app, and I don't know if it was Apple's or somebody else's, that allowed you to basically replicate the touch bar on an iPad. So you could have an iPad sitting next to you and have a touch bar interface there if you wanted it. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. You know, but again, if you're doing that and you've got an iPad, why aren't you just using the iPad if you want a touch interface? By the way, I found another article on that crazy wheelless bike. Uh, oh, yeah. Change subjects on you. But I was going through the my flip-flop app, which has an Apple sections and stuff. And, mm -hmm. and I, that was when you called. So I didn't have a chance to read it. But I was just going to say maybe they had some other things to say about it before yeah. we started talking. And, but Yeah, that was a weird-looking thing for anybody who didn't see that, that bicycle that was basically uh, – well, instead of yeah, instead of wheels, it had like tracks like on a tank in the front and the back that rolled around, and I mean it and looked the, looked kind of cool, but I could see a lot of issues. Well, the the, the track was like a, like the the length of a the diameter of a wheel. Yeah. And so the only thing I mean the big thing that you see right away is that there's very little surface on the ground. Uh, yeah, yeah, because it was just end. on end. The end was the only part touching. The whole flat part wasn't down on the ground. That's right. So, so you don't have uh, as much gripping surface, you know, if you if you got on a little piece of ice with that sucker, it would. <laughs> yeah. Although that Fire. said, you know, you ride on ice with any bicycle, you're going to end up right. on your butt. Right. So. Well, that's true. You know, any, bad example. But yeah. anyway. Now, my biggest concern, and we talked about it at the time, was that if you're driving along, that front tire hits a pothole. You're going over the handlebars because that's, there's not yeah. enough radius there to go through even a fairly shallow pothole cool. yeah. um you know and had they taken the track and flipped it the other way so that it was so that the part that was on wow. the ground was the trailing edge then that yeah. wouldn't have been a problem at all but they would have had to then extend the forks of the bicycle out quite a ways you know and they didn't even talk about like when you turn that front wheel you're going to ride sort of on the edge of the track a little bit to turn and how that's handled so i don't know there yeah. was a lot of weird things about that bicycle yeah, yeah, it really is. Uh, I can't see it being a success at all. It's just no, a novelty. It, it's a novelty. You know, somebody's going to have one so they can ride it through the park and have people look at them. Yeah, and, and they will. They'll have everybody's eyeballs say, what the heck is that? Yeah. <laughs> and, and then there'll be a perfect audience for when you do hit that pothole and go flying over your handlebar. And then, yeah, they'll all be there <laughs> laughing at you, That's right, because right, you'll have an audience. There's no doubt that that will attract attention. Uh, but that, yeah, it was an interesting thing. So um, Apple, Amazon, Google, Meta, Microsoft all say that they already meet the EU gatekeeper threshold. So what that is is the Europe, European Union has said that they are uh, creating a criteria defining what are gatekeepers, which means that they're going to be strict, uh, subject to stricter regulations than other companies. By gatekeepers, they mean that they have uh, more than 45 million monthly active users and at least a 75 billion euro market cap. Uh, and then if that's the case, then you are a gatekeeper who provides a core platform service. And if that's the case, that you are determined to be a gatekeeper, then you have to meet certain rules in terms of interoperability. And I suspect yeah. 
you know, the, what, what needs to be defined there, and it's not in, done particularly well in this article, is what does it mean to be interoperable? Because Microsoft, or at least Apple, I mean, is going to say, well, you know, like our iMessage service is already interoperable. We get, get and send SMS texts to anybody. You know, yeah. so we don't have to do anything to make it change, you know, because, yeah. you know, is, is that interoperable or do they are they going to say that, no, everybody has to use a standardized means of of, you know, messaging? I guess the default standard is SMS. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure whether this is one of those rules well, that has no teeth or, or what. I, what I see it as is that Europeans just generally have this tendency of thinking that they have all the experts in the government. And it's a bunch of headstrong people in their regulation department that says, or we're, of course, we're acting on the behalf of the public. That's why we're in the government. You know, that's yeah. what they wanted us, right? And, yeah. uh, but it, 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 in fact, uh, I'm not sure that they uh, are smart enough to really understand all the uh, needs of the customer as well as the companies. Yeah providing the product therein lies the problem well i they, think it's even it's just a, a basic focus of their focus is what's best for the mass of people and in the u.s the focus is generally what's best to, to keep us out of the way so that the companies can go do what they want to do and innovate so you know our yeah. government tends to be more oriented towards allow companies the freedom to do what they want to do and your europeans are more uh no, yeah, we'll we'll restrict companies to make sure that people have options, and neither of them is a hundred percent the best way. But you know, you kind of got to lean one way or the other, right? That's right. It's the balance between government power, or business power, and uh, and the uh, customer. Right. And and I think in America has shown its uh, means to success by giving. Uh, People, the government are giving businesses as much uh, openness and opportunity to to in, be inventive. That's what's created the whole economy we've got. Yeah. And so I would me the measure of success is how successful is your economy because that provides jobs to everybody as well. Yeah. And too many of the too many of these uh, uh, tree huggers, I guess you call them. Yeah. Well, I th uh, I think get, you know that's a get, pretty pretty inflammatory term. I would say that, that there's a leaning towards more <laughs> socialistic perspectives in Europe than there is here, where, right. where the government will do what's best for everybody, as opposed to the, the U.S. take, which is, uh, you know, we'll put enough things in to make sure that people don't get, you know, screwed, but we want to let businesses be creative and find creative solutions because history has shown that given that opportunity, uh, well, they do. <laughs> they, they, they've paid the price because their economy is never going to be as big as the U.S., assuming that we keep regulations and all in check. Yeah. You know, but they, they have no interest in keeping regulations in check. I'm not saying all of them. They probably do have some. But yeah. But, as, not... but as a whole, the EU is 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 quicker to regulate stuff. I mean, the reason we have all those stupid pop ups saying, do you want to allow uh, uh cookies, you know, on your browser every time you go to a website is because the UK said that we have to ask, they, that every website has to ask permission. And yeah. web developers, you know, just said, okay, well, if they're going to do it, we'll just do it on our website everywhere, not just the one that's fed to Europe, just because it's easier. Yeah. Um, you know.
And that's a pain. I, I hate having to do that. In fact, there are apps that are designed just to go in and say, yes, accept the damn cookies. I don't ever want yeah. to see that dialogue box. I, I, I wish they, when they did that, they, they have a, a forever check. You yeah. Know, so that it would set it for your computer and I can, and you can say temporary or, or forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. You know? you know, cause there are some web pages that I trust and it's like, you know, just, yes, cookies are not the, the evil that, that they are made out to be in most cases. It's just, you know, just, yes, take them, you know? Yeah. So uh, maybe forever is a strong term. You, you, there's always, I suppose, a, a case for, yeah. Don't ask uh, me again law. for a year. Yeah. Just don't ask me again <laughs> for a year, you know? Yep. That's, that's a better way to put it, you know, or, uh, you know, don't ask me again if I come back within 90 days. If I don't come back within 90 days, then the next time I'm here, ask something like that. That would be yeah. nice, you know, because if you know, like there are some websites I go to pretty regularly to read stuff. I don't want to have to answer that question every time I go there. So, right. Yeah. So do you watch uh, the Apple TV plus show High Desert? Have you ever seen that? I don't watch any shows, videos, though. Therefore, all this nice stuff on Apple TV plus is not of no interest. Oh, well, they I, canceled the show. Oh, is that right? After the first season. And I think, I could be wrong, but I think this is the first show that Apple TV Plus has canceled after one season. Oh. Most everything I've seen with them has gone to two or three seasons. Uh, yeah. Well, I take that back. I did think, I, I, I'm, I like documentaries. And so occasionally there's a documentary that'll be of interest to me. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll, I'll spend some time with it. But I, I generally don't like any videos that last more than 30 minutes. Yeah. I will tolerate 30 minutes, but boy, you're really stretching me beyond that. Yeah. And well, that's, you, that's why that's you're a why child of a the YouTube, fan. even though that's you're, right. you're not a uh, YouTube generation guy. That's how you watch videos. Now you watch, watch your 15 minute video and then you go to the next 15 minute video. And when you watch three hours worth of 15 minute videos, you feel fulfilled. Well, the most, frustra <laughs> most frustrating thing about uh, YouTube is, number one, I would filter everything based on currency. In other words, is the article today's article or yesterday's? Yeah. Okay. And then within each day, I want them to filter uh, the thing by a certain number of minutes, and I get to choose the time. Right. Well, and some stuff you want current, some you just want information. Yeah. I had a problem. I had a car that the, um, the, the, uh, driver's side window wouldn't go up and down anymore. Oh, and, yeah. and my wife was irritated because she can't go through a drive-through because she can't put a window up and down. Oh, and yeah, the Mazda, Mazda dealer wanted 150 bucks to take the door off to see what the problem was. And the replacement motor was like $500. Oh and I found a replacement motor for it on Amazon for $28 and a video on YouTube on how to replace it. it took me less than an hour yep. and completely replaced it. Works fine. Yep. You know, well, and I didn't this... care. I didn't care if that video was posted yesterday or, or three years ago, as well, long as it right. showed me properly how to take the door panel off and replace that motor, which it did, which yeah. was incredibly easy, by the way. But you're, you're, you're right. For uh, every user, you want to always want to have a search capability available. Right. So that's, right. that serves that. 
Yeah, so you, you know? want to be able to to change what your sort criteria is very granularly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And honestly, I don't I don't watch YouTube videos enough to to really get into the sort criteria a lot. I've found a few people that I like and I subscribe to their channel so that I can go find their stuff in my, you know, my list uh -huh. of, of shows. But, uh, um, but I only do that on occasion. I mean, I, I can tell you that probably twice a month would be the extent of me sitting down and watching YouTube videos yeah. in a day, unless I'm trying to find a, 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 a how to video. And in yeah. that case, um, that's really handy. And I'll tell you what, for me, that generally speaking, I'm one of those who would rather read about something than watch a video, especially because they never speak as fast as I could just read it. Uh -huh. and, and that irritates me to no end. So I won't watch any kind of news stuff on a video. I want to just read it. But yeah. on a how-to video, uh, the ability... Then you want the details. Yeah, yeah. well, and, and to show me. Like, okay, yeah. so there's this connector and you got to reach up under here and then you got to pop it down. You know, it's like, well, okay, that sounds good. It's so much easier to actually show a video of the guy reaching up under there and popping it down. And then you go right. like, ah, I see how he did that. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, that is just huge value when you're trying to figure out how to do something. Yep. And uh, so. Yeah, well, it depends on your circumstances as to what you're, you know, but I, I really like search criteria, whether it's ordering it by mm -hmm. day, length of the video, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I will watch a long video if the topic is sufficiently uh, makes me sufficiently curious, and I've done that. And then I quickly scrape forward when I say when I realize that the video, uh, you know, they'll show you uh, where different chapters they break it down in YouTube uh, under the at the bottom. And you'll get a, a whole bunch of pieces of that video. And you can, a lot of these long ones, you are done that way. And so even though they're long, you can see what the title of, uh, where they actually discuss what you care about. And then you can go right to that particular topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that, that works too, you know, and then I don't care how long it is. If the, if the topic is sufficiently interesting. Right. I'll take that yeah. chance at least that it's broken down into something. I, yeah. I have, I've watched a few sometimes and I, I immediately go down and show all of the different starting points in the, in the video and none of them looks interesting. So I just, I'm out of there, you know? <laughs> right. But anyway, there's more than one way to skin a cat, but we, we all have our own sure. way of doing things. Well, and it depends on what your needs and interests are at that particular moment, right? I mean, yep. uh, there's that um, uh, guy that I like to watch on YouTube that breaks down different songs and stuff. And when I start, when, you know, when I'm in the mood and I want oh, yeah. to listen to what he's done, I will go through multiple videos of his. Yeah, know? yeah. He's, he, he's a good uh, uh, what, review, not... Now, what do they call the people that make uh, judge music? Uh, but anyway, he's he he's got a good instinct for what uh, people want to see. You know, when you're talking about a new artist or something. Yeah, well, and I think he he, at a incredibly granular level, really understands how music is is created and and how it's. Um, you know, what yeah. makes sense. And so, right. uh, you know, it's, um, a lot of fun to, to sit there as Rick Beatos, by the way, the guy we're talking about. Right. And, uh, 
you know, and, and his videos, um, you know, he analyzes. You can tell when he's a real fan of certain music, too, because he really gets into it. Oh, but, yeah. But, uh, um, you know, just the, the how chord changes happen and, and, uh, and, and what chords are being played and, and just the structure of the music is interesting to hear. And if you're at all interested in music or play an instrument or anything, he's, he's just interesting to listen to because he'll... Um, take a song that sometimes you think of as, oh, that's just, you know, a little pop song that's real simple, and then start showing you, well, it's not quite as simple as you think, because listen to how this chord changes from here to here to here, and how they layer this, and, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you know, it's interesting. If you're, uh, but again, if you're interested in that, right? Yeah. If Another thing that, that uh, I found interesting is a lot of times if I'm listening to an interview uh, of some music, musician, they will mention a particular composer or something that they've collaborated with. And so I'll search for that composer. And then oftentimes they'll be interviewed. And I didn't even know the composer from Adam, you know, mm -hmm. but I'll just, because they, they wrote the song, you know, I think they might have something to say. And those inevitably are good. I enjoy listening to composers talking about how, right. and how they were inspired and, you know, what yeah. led to what. And yeah. I just, I just enjoy that. Yeah, and Beato has some of those too because of his knowledge and, and his experience as uh, a, a writer and a producer. He knows some people, and so he has interviews with different musicians that I think is very interesting. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny too because sometimes uh, it's interesting to hear the, the musician talk about their work and and you realize that, that uh, they don't always have an explanation as to why they did something or how they did something. You know, it just happened. It just sort of like, well, I don't know. We just did this and it sounded really good. Yeah. yeah. And, and other times they're, no, 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 we worked and tried this and then this and then that. And then that one was the one that worked, you know? Yeah. You know? Now, 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 granted, just about every good singer out there, they have uh, a lot to say about the, their own music, you know, uh, sure. and how, how they created it and they contribute to that process and, you know, certain levels depending on their skills but mm -hmm. uh composers always have a lot to say about their songs because it they struggled and and mm -hmm. and delivered the right language and all to go with that you know and the right melodies to go with the language it's, it's a it's a interesting process they go through it is very interesting, I, but that's why I was saying I think that that's not always the case. It's always surprising for me when I find that yeah. there is a composer that, you know, doesn't seem to be able to really explain oh. how that came about. They just kind of shrug and just go, I don't know, it came to me, you know, and others are, ah. are others are much more specific about, well, I tried this and, you know, then I wanted to do this kind of a change to create a contrast and, you know, it, it, some can verbalize it and others, it just sort of, you know, yeah seems to well, come to them well, somehow intuitively well i i believe the 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 uh lyrics people are more interesting to listen to in that regard than the melody people i think you're right i think the melodies you know? sometimes just come to people i right. think that the lyrics usually are are struggled over a little bit more yep yeah yep. yeah now i was oh, just scrolling oh. through the through my subscriptions and i see that beato has an interview with christopher cross and I always uh, thought he did some some real pretty music, and so oh, yeah. uh, be interesting to sit and listen to that. But it's almost it's a fifty minute video, the interview. So oh. it's, it's yeah. you know I might start listening to it and then not uh, not might not sit through fifty minutes, but you you know I might. It just depends. Yeah. So anyway, have we 
Yeah, we've been on a couple, almost two hours, huh? What, yeah. what time did you call me anyway? Uh, well, just a little after eight is when we talked. So, so it's a little after one now, so. So a little after one, your time, time to stop and get some food probably, huh? So should we call it a day? Is there anything else in our, in our to talk about? Let's see. Oh, uh, apparently there was some rumors that the next version of the Apple Watch Ultra was going to use a micro LED display as a test bed for Apple using micro LEDs, but apparently that's been delayed for at least a year. That's the rumor anyway. Uh, mm -hmm. So they'll stick with the OLED that they've got, um, you know, and it's like, I, you know, to the end user, I don't know that they care that much. You know, I mean, a micro LED theoretically would be brighter and easy, more easily readable in daylight. But to be honest, they've got the OLED on the watch looking so good. I can see it in daylight all the time anyway. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you what, one thing that I've started doing is I have several, you know, I mean, I don't have really expensive watches because I'm not a rich person, but I have some nice watches that I like to wear that are not Apple watches. So recently I've been wearing my other watches again and not wearing the Apple watch every day. Trying to get trying to get away from being obsessed about well how many steps did I take and you know yeah did I close all my rings and you, you know, know that adds a little anxiety to your life when you're like oh I gotta you know close this ring I gotta walk more I gotta you know and it's like yeah okay it's motivation but it's it's anxiety too you know I know what you mean I was thinking the other day, morning I guess I was laying in bed and remembering the uh, previous watch that I had, and I can't remember where we were, but it was a long time ago. Mom and I both got watches from this jeweler. Right, that real we liked thin one I remember you had. They were very thin, but very expensive. Mm -hmm. And I kind of was yearning for that watch. And I know I've got it stuck away. I think it's, I think I know where it is. I just haven't looked it up. Yeah. And I might, I might go back to that because in fact, the fact is, is that uh, I don't really, uh, like some of the features of the watch. It's always telling me, congratulations, you stood up. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I go to the bathroom, I stood up. Yeah. Yay, I've, I've completed a circle. Yeah, and exactly. I don't play that game at all, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, sometimes, you know, at the end of the day, it'll say, yay, you did it. You did it 12 times. And I'll turn to yeah. my wife and go, hey, guess what? I stood up 12 times today. Yeah. At least. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, boy, as I if that was good. something I should be celebrating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. No. I go so through I, phases where I like having the watch and I want to measure everything. But you know what? I've noticed I've really enjoyed the, I, like I said, just that sort of anxiety disappears when you don't have something tapping at your wrist and, and giving you info all the time. It's yeah. like, I don't need all that. I don't need to be notified every time one of my apps decides to tell me, you know, that in fact, I need to go in and play with my notifications because I uh, have the MLB app telling me like, play-by-play -play buzzes every time the Dodgers do something. And I'm like, you know what? I don't care. <laughs> I'm beginning yeah. to now, to resent the fact that that thing keeps annoying me. Yeah. Now, the other thing is, is, even when I've got my navigation on my car play, okay, and I'm going down the street, my watch taps uh, you, taps me on the thing and I'm not to notify me of a turn. Right. <laughs> yeah. And to this day, I can't tell the difference between tap to turn left and tap to turn right. They're supposed That's to be right. different. I can't tell. Right? To me, oh. it's just something is banging on my wrist and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, but I, you're supposed yeah. to be able to tell the difference. My wife says she can tell the difference. I can't. I just get tap, 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 tap. And, it, and I know one is supposed to be like tap, 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 tap. And the other one is, you know, 
I don't know. It feels to me like the other one's tap, 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 which is the same exact thing. But yeah. I don't know. Uh, they're supposed to be different. My mic just fell over for me, and I'm uh, trying to figure out how to tighten this thing up. Do I? Do you go the same way with the screws or opposite on either side? I don't know. Anyway, I think I made it tighter now. I, I think I had one of them loose because uh-huh. I was trying to go the wrong way. Anyway. It's possible. It's possible. But the- so, anyway, have you at any point thought that you would like to have the Apple Watch Ultra, it's got a bigger display, so it's easier to see. I think it's probably too big right now. If I find my gold watch, I might go back to it and say, don't need yeah. any of that stuff. Yeah, stay away from It's not that I don't want to wear the Apple Watch. I just don't want to wear it every day. Yeah. You know, I've just decided I don't want to wear it every day. So I'm going to wear my other watches and cycle through them a little bit. And Apple Watch will just be one of those that I cycle through. Because, I've, I, you know, I've got some watches that I like. I mean, they're, you know, I, I bought them for a reason. Yeah, well, I, 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 the reason I thought about this was just the other day I heard somebody say, I think I'll go back to my Fitbit. Mm-hmm. Now, with all the fitness stuff on here, what, what's Fitbit do for you that this doesn't? Maybe it's just you, he was used to that or, you know, who knows. Yeah. But, but because of that comment, I was thinking, hmm, right. why don't I go back to my old watch? Right. <laughs> well, and there are some Fitbits that are just, you know, basically a strap. And yeah. so... Again, it's not like a big watch. It's lighter. It's smaller. It's nothing clunky. And, and so, you know, and yet you can still track stuff. So maybe put a Fitbit on your, the opposite wrist of your, of your watch and then wear a regular watch. Yeah. So, well, yeah. and the other thing is, is that, uh, your mom asks me, what time is it? And at the last three or four times I've answered that I was off by an hour because I didn't put my wrist up enough so that I could really see the little hand direction well enough uh-huh. and i was i was kind of guessing you know yeah over in that direction well that's <laughs> a I, user this, error problem though you can't blame the watch you'll do that with a mechanical watch too <laughs> that's right yeah. so you know you don't make those mistakes if right. you have a dig, digital face on exactly there, so. yeah you put like, one of the digital faces there's that one that's like a nike digital face that the the whole face yeah. is just the numbers and that's so so i was just thinking for the sake of answering those questions about what time is it maybe i need to change the face <laughs> yeah yeah so, something you anyway. can see better so yeah all right well on that note why don't we call it a day and we'll be back uh again next week so we monday don't... monday that plan is for monday until we look at our calendar and figure out we got something else to do <laughs> yeah okay. no I, I, right now as far as i know monday is clear so we'll do it on monday and uh We appreciate everybody for listening, and we'll be back. This has been another Generation Tech. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.